Welcome oh, to the Lord of the Rings podcast. I'm Kat. No, I'm Kelsey. <laughs> that's Kat. And Steve is no longer with us. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lost Beginners podcast. I'm Kelsey. I'm Kat. And I'm Steven. We just got back from Disneyland yesterday. And this podcast is the equivalent of us making you come to our house and watch our Kodak carousel slideshow of the pictures that we took. Sounds fun. I was talking to Steven the other day and I'm like, back in the day, I bet you would have been that person. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I would have liked, I, I always like looking at those things. And I, I think I, only, I, I went to a couple, I, I don't remember if it was the same family or not when I was a kid, but we went to somebody's house and we saw pictures of Greece or something like that but they had like edited it down like you know they had like six carousels worth and they whittled it down oh what one they whittled it down to two so i think there was like one before dinner and one after dinner or something can you imagine me at one of those things and that little pop-up screen that's fine cat's Cat's shaking her head no i I would really enjoy that like because i love the sound of yeah how many pictures are in one carousel i think maybe 60 no miss me with that i would not i would not be able to sit still I'd be like can we watch a movie instead you went to mexico can we watch a movie that takes place in mexico and you'd be like oh we went there and i'll be like great go to bed grandpa i think my problem is that like people always want to show you the pictures of the whole family in front of something but i just want to see the something that they're in front of <laughs> so i'm like get out of the way i want to see this cool place but then there's the people that are like you didn't take any pictures of yourself all this is is just out the window of the tour bus yeah and now we have instagram yeah. And we don't have to see each other anymore in person. Thank God. I think I was born in the right time. And all those people had pop-up screens. They had, like, like projector screens. Yeah. And everyone thinks that we're weird now, that we're, like, in a modern era with a high-definition projector. But back in the day, everyone had a projector and a screen. I like, think more and more people In their all closets. Oh, yeah. Okay. This long conversation is to tell you that we got back from Disneyland. And we want to talk to you about it, because uh, why not? Yeah, it was our first trip back, and... Since the beginning of pandemic. Yeah, so it feels good. We... The last time we went was March 2020. Yeah, because we were there for a leap day, and then we left, like, the first day of March, I think. Or March 2nd or something. Something like that, yeah. And I remember us sitting at brunch at Lamplight. That's going to be in my memory forever. Sitting at brunch at Lamplight, March 2020, we had been hearing talks of this virus, and we thought maybe it would blow over, but we were hearing more and more about it. I mean, like, I know it was only a year ago, but things moved at, like, breakneck speed. And the family next to us was coughing, yeah, they and had something, like, some kind of flu or something. They were all coughing, and we were just disgusted and so freaked out. I was so tense, that whole meeting. Yeah, meeting. Me. That whole meal. <laughs> me too. So that is, like, the instance that stuck in our mind from our last trip to Disneyland and first time back in over a year. What, 15 months or something? Yeah. And without annual passes. That was an interesting part. It was painful. Well, I mean, we still got the discount, which was nice. Yeah, that was nice. That was a... They're giving legacy pass holders, uh, like... The uh, same discount that you got before, which I think is why in our app it shows that we're class A or something. Because that group of passes gets 20%. Yeah. And then if you have, I guess, deluxe or SoCal or whatever, you get 10 or whatever the other option would have been. And it's just kind of, it lives on your phone in the app, like your annual pass did. But that was nice. But it was sad not being able to dip into the park. Yeah. I know. It was weird. Or park at Mickey and Friends. Like we had to, we talk about this later, but we had to be strategic about parking. Because we couldn't just work in our favor, though. But it was weird to be like, oh, we have to think about paying for parking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we went the day before (laughs) Avengers Campus opened. Which I think, I mean, we planned. We we were worried that Avengers Land opening would have been super busy. And I don't know if you guys have looked at the pictures today, but the line for Avengers Campus wraps around almost all of California Adventure. And people have been having, like, issues... 
where mobile ordering food and they're told, oh, you can't go pick it up. And then later in the day, they're like, oh, yeah, you can go pick it up. But then people would go in and they would never want to leave. And so then they're like, OK, now, no, you can't go pick it up. Yeah, they needed to have like a timed entry like like Star Wars. Yeah. But I think that they maybe didn't anticipate it being as much of an issue because it was a reservation based system already. But it was the entire park going to Avengers Campus. Yeah. So even at 25% capacity, you have 25% of an entire park's capacity. In one land. In one land without the staffing needed. Yeah, I heard it was really hard to get on the in the queue to get on the ride, too. It was. It's like Rise of Resistance. So it was a virtual queue. Yeah. And it, those boarding passes went, they went real fast. I think it's smart, though, that you can only hold boarding passes for either Web Slingers, the new ride in Avengers Campus, or Rise of Resistance. But not both. Oh, that's interesting. Even in the same day, right? Correct. I thought that was smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the only... Oh, I guess they've added Indy to... uh, Yeah. uh, That's... I don't know if that is in the same system. They're calling that just a virtual queue. Yeah. Because you can do standby for Indie, I think. Yeah, you can do standby. Yeah, but you cannot do standby for Rise of Resistance or Web Slingers. That's not a thing. All right, so let's go back to the beginning and talk about how we planned for our trip. And we can talk about (laughs) Avengers Campus a little as we get down there. Okay, Steven. How's that sound? Steven, take the wheel. (laughs) Well, I just wanted to start from the beginning because it was, you know, like, Planning this trip was different than any other Disneyland trip that we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I think the very first step we took was checking availability. Because going to Disneyland at this time during the pandemic, you have to make a reservation for the day that you're going to go for the number of people that are going with their names. And so uh, that was a process. And it was... uh, you know, a little overwhelming. Like, are we going to find a day that's available? And then by the time we check out, it won't be available anymore. Yeah. And I think they've changed the system since we did it. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. They've at, because you used to have to pick, you used to have to buy a ticket and then have your ticket and then pick a day. Then it was a separate. But now it's all the same thing, which seems a lot less stressful. Yeah. I don't know. And easier on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because because they're doing the thing that I don't know if they rolled this out before the pandemic, but they're doing the thing where different days have different price tiers. So you can buy uh, what my assumption was, is that you could buy a ticket and use it on a different day as long as in the same price tier. But like if we we plan to go on a Thursday if there was no availability on Thursday and we wanted to go on Friday, we wouldn't be able to use our ticket because Friday was a different price tier than Thursday. I think they've overly complicated it. It was way better when it was just like peak or off peak, which essentially was summertime or non-summertime. So anyway, so we uh, we got our reservations and we were really excited. And then we're like, how are we going to do this? So we decided, okay, we're going to drive down from the Bay Area to Orange County on Wednesday and we're going to spend the night in the hotel so then we'd wake up on Thursday and go straight to the park. And we started in DCA. And then we're also there on Friday. And we're in downtown Disney. I had reservations then, too. But how do you feel about us starting in DCA? Did you like that? Well, so you had to pick the park that you started in, which was new. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. When we made the ticket reservation, you had to pick the park that you started in. And at the time that I did it, there was no more starting in Disneyland availability. So we started in DCA, and then you couldn't go to Disneyland until 1 p.m. Starting in DCA was fine. It was nice that the lines were short to get in. Like, so the security line was really long, but it moved really fast. Really fast, right? But, Under 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. It seemed really long. Yeah. but um, And then getting into DCA was breeze. Usually, I feel like opening lines are longer than that. And then they said they opened at 9, but they let us on a ride before 9. Yeah. That was nice. So I guess they're kind of loosey-goosey with that kind of stuff right now. Actually, thinking back to the last time we went to Disneyland a year and a half ago or whatever was when Rise of the Resistance was new. So the lines at opening were so long because you had to be in the park in order to join the virtual queue. So like people were at the gate so early. And so the lines are so long. And so now this time it was like 
so nice that like we were like which which entrance to what turnstile has no people waiting to go into dca like that felt so nice and there were a lot mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then i we had the kind of like so we got down there on wednesday which meant we got to be in downtown disney on wednesday and kind of like do our normal downtown Disney things that we would do. Like we ate at Tortilla Joe's and we ate at Craftsman. And like, we kind of didn't realize how much downtown Disney really plays into our trips. And so we had kind of like gone into the Esplanade on Wednesday and like peered into Disneyland and DCA. I didn't realize walking in to DCA and being on Buena Vista street. I just started crying. Oh yeah, I just started crying so hard that Stephen had to go get me paper towels because it was like tears streaming down my face into my mask. It was all musty and humid in my mask. <laughs> we had to pull over. Yeah. And then I, I like, I kind of, I, we've had this conversation before. We, we, ha- we recorded this podcast before. Like, what are we going to do on our first Disneyland trip back? And it included a lot of crying. But normally, like, my public crying is just, like, getting, like, choked up. But this was, like, full on, you're at a funeral. <laughs> I was like... Anne Hathaway, Les Mis crying. Anne Hathaway and Les Miserables crying. <laughs> like, I'm getting my head shaved. I'm crying. I didn't realize it was going to hit me that hard. And then for the first hour or so, I would say that the three of us really couldn't move 25 feet without one of us breaking down in tears. I know that was the first ride we went on was Ariel. Yes. And Little Mermaid's already my favorite. It's my favorite movie, period. But it's my favorite Disney movie. Um, And... I don't remember half of that ride because I was just crying the entire time. I was hearing sniffles. I was like, uh, and that, that made me happy because I was crying too. And I was sniffling and I was just like, I just didn't realize how much this was going to feed my soul. We're in like the under the sea scene and like yeah. Sebastian's like yelling at you. And there's some like fish with a trombone. And I'm just like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Ariel's dancing. Remember the cone hair? Yeah. Oh my God. King Triton. His nipples are staring at me. It's so beautiful. His hair is so creepy. Why are his hands so big? Oh my God. And then Steven's first big cry was getting a birthday button for his mom oh yeah that really kind of surprised you huh it it totally surprised me because we were we were walking around um i think we had ridden toy story mania oh yeah and we came out and uh i think one of you noticed so like oh there's a you know the at the info counter you know they have those info counters all over i think he has buttons and so i walked up and i said oh do you have a birthday button he said sure sure you know and he started making it and just like watching him do it, you know, he, he asked my mom's name and, you know, he's putting the little Mickey things on there. And I just like, <laughs> Lots the, yeah, because I started thinking about like all the cast members and like the excitement that I felt, but like the cast members, like, like Disney magic is ingrained in them. Like they live this every day. And that, you know, I was just so happy that, that they were there and how much magic cast members make and how much that's a part of the experience. So we had to pull over by credit coaster, like yeah. under where you watch the launch and Steven just had a, a nice good breakdown. Yeah. Yep. I feel like we finally smoothed out though. Yeah. Yeah. And kind then, of. so we did DCA and then we had lunch at Carthay and Carthay's always, necessary for us so that felt really good to have like a carthay drink we got to have our did you get a second drink oh you didn't get your old-fashioned yeah but i got my pims punch and i had a pims cup which i didn't know existed it was two only, different things only because cat mumbled something and the the nice uh, server said oh a pims cup and a pims punch are different and that she and so then i was like well what's the other one and it was a, a cucumber drink which sounded great and the lunch was delicious, but it was like Rise of Resistance boarding group passes. There's two boarding group openings. So at 7 a.m. and at noon, and you don't have to be in the park, but if if you start in DCA, you cannot get a boarding pass. For Rise of the Resistance. For Rise of the until Resistance noon. until noon. That's when your slot opens. And it was like 11.55, and Steven starts just deciding that he wants to chat with the server, which I normally get, 
but I was because like, I asked her what her experience was yeah, like. Yeah, Stephen was like, what was it like coming back? Yeah. <gasps> what and was Kelsey's it? like, we have to get around the resistance. <laughs> I'm like, I know this is a magical moment, but we have to get around the resistance. Um, and we did. We did. I'm feeling that feeling of absolute panic in your heart dread getting boarding passes for Rise of the Resistance. And Stephen's the one that got them. Yeah, well, it's... I think he's gotten them before. It's just a... Luck of the draw. It's we luck all, of the draw. We all tap the button at the same time. And yeah. Cat even tried. I didn't even get to the screen where you could tap the button, though. It just kept freezing. Uh, so it was good that we had three people trying to do This it. is what I'm saying. You have to have everybody in your party trying to get those boarding passes. <laughs> and then we went to Disneyland. And then we went to Disneyland, <laughs> where I once again promptly began to sob. That one really got me. Like... <laughs> I was having a Buena Vista cry on Disneyland. I was like, oh, oh no. We, we all had to pull over. I stopped at the locker bathrooms on the way over to Disneyland and got myself paper towels because I, I was like, if Buena Vista made me cry. We crossed into Disneyland, though, and we took a picture with Mickey, like the the garden, the flower Mickey. And I was like, oh, I'm doing okay. Yeah. I think I'll be okay. And then we kind of rounded the corner, and then I saw the castle. And that was it. I just lost it. I had to pull over by the flag. Uh, yeah, that was me too. Like, I was fine until I saw the castle. Like, looking down Main Street, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Where I probably just started to lose it. And then, like, I was still losing it. And both of you were like, well, should we ride the train? And I was like, no, I want to be on Main Street. <laughs> so we took the horse. Oh, that was great. I'm glad we did that. We took the horse carriage down Main Street and dropped us off. What? Our horse's name was Bill. Our horse's name was Bill. That was so weird. In my mind, I'm like, is it going to be Lucky? I I don't know what any of them look like, but they all have dopey dopey names. Oh, I never think about that. Our horse was was named Bill. Bill the Pony, like in Lord of the Rings. That's for you, Ashley. (laughs) Nerds. There's ponies in Lord of the Rings? Who's Bill the Pony? Samwise's pony. Of course, Sam's. Sam deserves so much better. This is now a Lord of the Rings podcast where we talk about why Samwise Sam is the hero. Is the hero of the movie, and Frodo could die for all I care. So then we can talk about Frozen and how Elsa is the villain. No, Stephen, Stephen, this is this talk already. Stephen, this is a Lord of the Rings podcast. Samwise Gamgee deserved better when he jumps into the river and starts swimming to Frodo, and he's like, "You're not leaving." What does he say? Uh, Not without me, Mister Frodo, or something. Something like that. That His his name is. Oh, don't you leave me. Don't you leave him, Sam Wise Gamgee, something like that. His, fir- his first name is Sam, and his middle name is Wise, and his last name is Gamgee. No, his first name is Sam Wise. Oh, oh my God, Stephen, you've seen this movie four billion times with us. Have I? I mean, I can only really get through about a half Welcome minute. to the Lord of the Rings podcast. I'm Kat. No, I'm Kelsey. <laughs> that's Kat. And Stephen's no longer with us. I'm glad I'm not the only person that does that. Uh, <laughs> All right, so we had a great time on the horse-drawn carriage. Oh, yeah, I got to cry uh, my tears and kind of collect myself as we made our way down to the castle. And and we heard this, we we knew we wanted to ride the train. Oh, my God. Pretty early on, because we heard Was that our first ride, or was Pinocchio? No, it was Pinocchio. Yeah, we we heard two rumors. One was that they were only loading the train for a Grand Circle tour from Toontown. I don't know if this was a rumor, but I think this is what... I think this was how it was done. Oh, okay. Yeah, for and, a few days. Or and then the other thing we heard was that the train stopped running at three o'clock. So we, so we wanted to make sure that since we went into the park at one, and if we had to get the tune down before they stopped running the train, we wanted to make sure that like we would actually be able to do it. So yeah. we we were heading in the direction of Toontown, and we rode Pinocchio, which yeah. had a pretty short line, I think. Our first ride in Disneyland was Pinocchio, which I think was really sweet. Yeah, And then we booked it to... Toontown to Toontown Depot, where we promptly waited like an hour. Which uh-huh. I feel like is pretty on par for Toontown <laughs> train depot. An hour for the train. Well, I mean, even on a normal day, that was a really long wait because they weren't, they were being. They gave two rows. Yeah, they were like being super social distancy on the train. So even if you got the train that had the, um, the seats facing out, out instead yeah. of just the perpendicular to the yeah. track. Um, they only sat like two groups per train car. Yeah, the yeah. the uh, I think it's the excursion trains are the ones that 
the length of the benches run the length of the train. And then the passenger train cars go widthwise the short way. I don't like that one. I like facing out. Yeah, I like the excursion ones too. Yeah. But the, so the excursion ones were the, the long, long benches where there's only Those front and back. Snow. It was like one they group in the front, way fewer one people. group in the middle in the back row, and, in the, and then one group in the front. Like, so if you, if you were a party of one, you had like 10 feet of bench to yourself. And yeah. sometimes people would get off those trains yeah. and they wouldn't load more people. Right, yeah. which is so weird. Yeah. I think they didn't want people like walking past yeah. people's space. Yeah. Yeah. But it took forever to get on the train because no one got off the train at Toontown. Right. Yeah, we should have waited at like Tomorrowland where yeah. everyone got off the train right. because mm-hmm. no one wants to go to Toontown. Right. <laughs> but we didn't realize, we really thought at the time that like that was the place to catch the train, right. I guess. But and then it was one of those things where like you've already waited 45 minutes, so you might as well stick it out. Right. Yeah. But it would like come and you would finally hear the now approaching and be like, I think this is the train I'm going to get on. And There's only party. two parties in front of me. <laughs> and they're like, great, one party. And they would like assign you a seat. So it wasn't like you would find your own. I like that, that part. I mean, me because too. there have been so many times waiting to get on the train and you're like, There's a crazy squirrel outside. Its tail was going like. Is it what's his name? Archibald. Archie. Uh, tons of times when you go to get on the train in normal life, and you're like, "Please sit normally," and you end up with like the kids in one row and the parents in another oh row, God, yeah. grandparents in another row, and they got their feet up on the thing, and it's like, oh, okay. So I'm glad that they assigned the seating. But it was great to ride the train again. It was wonderful. That was like one of our top to dos. Yeah. I think my top to dos were train. On a mansion. Did you cry on the train? I don't think so. We also saw, we sat in the, the car right behind the locomotive. So we got to see them do that. And we saw them fill it with water at uh, New Orleans, which oh, was great. Very exciting things for yeah. Stephen. I wanted, I felt bad. Or I didn't feel bad, but I was tempted because the family that was sitting, whatever, three rows ahead of us, the it was like a dad and his three kids. One of the little girls was like, what's that bottle she's putting in there? And the dad's like, I don't know. And I wanted to be like, it's a lubricant. <laughs> Stephen can tell you all about this. <laughs> I know this because Stephen talks about it all the time. <laughs> so we rode the train first. Yeah, we did a Grand Circle tour. We also, so eating in Disneyland right now is very tricky. And so we didn't have a hard time eating. One, because it wasn't too, too crowded. Mm -hmm. And also because we knew that it was a pain to eat. So we were constantly, like, thinking ahead, thinking hours ahead. So we're days ahead because can't make reservations. Right. The day of, we were thinking hours ahead. And so we were constantly on the Disneyland mobile app um, looking to the future. So we, like, booked our Dole Whips at, like, noon. And we, for 6.45 in the evening. Dole Whip was definitely the hardest one to get. I feel like a lot of other ones, like I got um, Bengal barbecue and I ordered it 10 minutes before I picked it up. Yeah. And I did, I had, I did the fried chicken and I could select what time I wanted to come pick it up. And what about the corn dog? Who did that? I did corn dog, the train stop. Yeah. So you ordered the corn dog for like, we were there at two and you ordered it for like four and then you ordered your fried chicken to be picked up at the same time as the corn dog yeah so corn dog was tough to get everyone wanted that but fried chicken was easier but that was still a couple hours ahead and then the dole whip thing worked out for us so i know a lot of people really struggled to eat there we were just on that app mobile ordering and we were like oh we can get a dole whip at 6 45 which is great like we didn't need a dole whip right then we were like okay that's a good time to have a dole whip and they had a churro shortage Oh my god, they did, but they like they found some Hanukkah miracle churros midway through the day and I got to have one. I, I heard a cast member say that they shipped them from Florida uh overnight air. Wow, you got a Florida churro. Boo, that's why it tastes like crap. <laughs> I heard they had had a churro shortage for a few days. Hmm. You didn't tell me. I just heard that like yesterday. Yeah, that Imagine. was that was a miracle churro. It was. I mean <laughs> The churro thing was open and we were on our way to Haunted Mansion and I made Steven get in line and get me one. And then I power ate that churro because normally it'd be like, oh, I can eat my churro in line, but you can't. 
Yeah. That's one of the toughest things, I think. Not being able to eat in line. Not being able to do anything while you're eating. And I totally get it, and I appreciate it, and I think it should happen. But, but it's it just something so I never really considered. Yeah. Cat's pointing at her head. I'm pointing at my head. Not something I put into my plans because I didn't really think about it as a reality. Yeah, because we often talk about stacking things like, oh, if you're going to wait in a long line, like bring a snack with you. Right. Bring a drink, bring a Dole Whip, bring a churro, bring two churros. But this time we were like, oh, everything has to be done at its time. Yeah, and we'd be like, oh, I could get a cookie. Oh, I have to sit down and eat that cookie. Yeah, I can't eat and walk. Yeah. I have to be like a European. And and I'll uh, I'll I'll make the chapter art this photo, but there are places in the park that they have these signs that say designated eating area. Yeah. So they really and and I I I saw multiple cast members telling people to put their mask on or like you can't do that now or you can't, you know. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of my fear like thinking back when Florida opened of like people waiting in line just to get into the park and they're like standing in line with the Starbucks cup so they can be like, no, I don't need my mask because I'm drinking my Starbucks. Yeah. That uh, was not that flying was not here. Yeah. You had to actively be eating or drinking in a designated spot. Yeah. So which that, I appreciated. Yeah, definitely. It but only it, became a problem when we were trying to have our Dole Whips and my Bengal barbecue because yeah. the tropical hideaway only has so many tables right. and there's and, like nowhere to eat around there. And so many people do the thing where they like, grab a table before they have their food and, and i'm there's like, like 20 people in line so it's a long time before their party yeah. actually comes to and sit i'm down. like if everyone just ha- got their food and then ate their food at the table then we wouldn't have this problem they're also really good about cleaning tables yeah. and stuff like we were we saw the people or cats saw the people get up from the table we ate on the porch of the t- uh, tiki room yeah and by the time we got up there the guy was up there he sprayed the table down it was yeah. great that was nice. And then we got on Rise. Because remember we had the Dole Whip, like the window for the Dole Whip. Was yeah. Like right when our boarding group was called for yeah. Rise of Resistance. We were like, oh no, eat fast. But that worked. That's I think it. like there were a couple cons. Like after a year, people still don't understand the sticker concept. There's so many stickers that are six feet apart or however many feet apart. And it's like, you just stand on the sticker. Like, you don't have to think about it. The work's done for you. And then when the people in front of you move, you advance to the next sticker. That is not... People can't do it. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, people cannot do it. People still want to be... I'm like, you don't have to be next to me. I... Why do you want to be next to me? We don't have to be next to people right now. There's a limited capacity thing going on. Yeah. You're in line. Just stand on your sticker. You're not going to get there faster if you're upon me. Oh, the other guy's like, it's at 25%, which sounds really nice, but they're not stacking any lines inside because of the pandemic. And so it still feels just as crowded because every single line is outside. And and spaced. And spaced six feet so apart. Like, so it still feels pretty crowded. And they don't have... I I don't feel like they have the cast member numbers that they should have. Mm-hmm. Every cast member I saw had somebody next to them training. Yes. Oh my gosh. So many training. Which and like, is good because then when they open up, at least hopefully they'll have enough people yeah. to deal with that. But I, so I, I can imagine their issue, right? Because if you have a hundred cast members that are, you know, like tenured mm-hmm. and they're training a hundred new people, when those, when those hundred new people get trained, you don't now have 200 people that can train people because you don't want the people that have only been on the job for yeah. a day training people. So you you only have that yeah. that same tenured group able to train people. And thinking back, uh, you know, a long time ago, I went into the casting center, which is what, what they call where you apply for a job at Disneyland. And every day they're hiring hourly people on the spot in Disneyland normally. So yeah. you can just walk in get you know you put your information in you get an interview same day they tell you if you get hired or not and to think about like how many people they're hired that non-pandemic how many people they were hiring on a normal daily basis to keep up with just the churn of a enormous company yeah and like and then how many people now that like they started from zero and they had to like figure out like you know, we can't open if the rides don't work. Yeah. And we can't just have all the rides closed because then nobody's going to come. Right. And you can kind of feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can kind of feel that. And a lot of people are 
complaining that it's just really busy and the lines are really long. And yep, that's true. Luckily for us, we're the type of Disneyland goers that don't care if we ride all the rides. Yeah, so we didn't ride Pirates. We didn't ride Pirates. Pirates, I think, is the worst situation because the line takes over the entirety of the land. Yeah, because there is no really good outdoor space to stack that line. And the line gets so long. It's It was like right. an hour long when we were there. And, and you also can't tell how... It's so long and wrapping over the bridge and under the oh. bridge and everywhere that you're like, I don't even know what's people and what's a line at this point. <laughs> and, and at the end of the line, they have a cast member with one of those signs I on a stick that, was that says end of line here it is super helpful i just wish it had the logo on it because you're like is this the end of the line for pirates yeah is this the end of the line for mansion is, is this a really train? long line for the train yeah what is this that was a, that was a problem in critter country when there was that huge line that wrapped down by hungry bear and i was like is this the line for winnie the pooh Can you imagine? Yeah. and you're like no that's flash mountain i'm like oh i forget that People would rather ride Splash Mountain over Winnie the Pooh, unlike <laughs> us, who would ride Winnie the Pooh all day, every yeah. day. However, I mean, okay, so a lot of lands felt crowded because of these outside lines. But then Main Street felt oh, yeah. totally empty, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Was. That was great. Like, when we walked in, and I was worried that um, 1 o'clock was going to be really busy because everyone from DCA was going to come over to Disneyland. Because, you know, park hopping. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that bad. There was no one there. We got yeah. to stand and stare at the castle and cry for like 10 minutes and yeah. no one even came near us. No yeah. one was taking castle pictures on Main Street. Yeah, that was great. It was helpful that there weren't parades. Yeah. But that also was, very weird. It was weird. Like, I want to say something else about the about the line thing is is you can't, from the outside, you can't judge how they're loading the ride. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had seen pictures and, and heard rumors about during the day that they were loading Haunted Mansion without using the stretching room, Ugh, that they were like so bypassing you through this back. Yeah, because they only do like four or five groups in the stretching room. Yeah. So, like, at if, a time, if you were five parties of one, the elevator would go down with five, with people. five people in it. Yeah. And so you didn't know how that worked. So, rides that move faster, I assume, did better with capacity. So, things like, Ariel. Oh yeah, like Ariel. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, because there's no intermediary. But then, like, like pirates, you have no idea. Like, are they only loading one party per boat? I think so. Um, I think same with Small World. That makes yeah. sense. And space, I think it's like one party per car. Yeah. So it's just hard to judge from the outside, like you know, because you think about like Haunted Mansion and Pirates. You know, like these are the two highest capacity rides in Disneyland. They move the most amount of people. Yeah. But because of the way that they're laid out, the way that they're spacing, it just doesn't work out. It's so funny on things like Space Mountain too. Where I'm like, I understand that you're trying to like have the appearance of spacing people out, but I mean, if we're worried about people, it like COVID is airborne. That's what we know now. It's an airborne thing. It's like surface transmission isn't really a thing. If someone is in the front car, very front seat of the very front car of space, and you're in the very back seat of the very back car in space, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're going right through yeah. well, and, where and they were. The point. Two whatever seconds after they've been, and it's like I understand, but like maybe you could stack a couple more people. Yeah, and and I mean even in the rest of the ride because it kind of loops around on itself. You know, unlike Mansion, where at least if you put the space, it's not going fast enough to make like direct spray to the people in the next car. Right. You know, it's just kind of like a constant flow of air. But yeah, things like space, I'm like, uh, they were just stack- sneezing on each they other. were stacking Ariel and Mansion pretty similarly. Yeah, where like. Where, like, there was two shells in between. Although Mansion, oh, it's because we were the first people in our group. Well, and there's only five groups. Yeah. So Mansion, there was, like, I mean, they put Steve in a couple cars after me and Kat, but, like. No, I think in, in Mansion, I was the next car because oh. they realized we were a party of three. Yeah. And in Ariel, they didn't realize we were a party of three. So you were so, far so away. So I was two cars. Yeah, and then how, two how far away was the next party from you? More than two cars. 
It was nice, though, because normally when you get off the elevator in Mansion, there's still a line there and you can still see people. But we were the first people off that elevator, even though we kind of didn't want to be because we had a really obnoxious group with us that we kind of just wanted to get ahead of us. But we were positioned by the cast member right in front of the door. So we were right out when the doors opened and there was not a single soul besides the cast members. Ah, soul. Exactly. Um, In the queue. So we walked and we got right on and it was kind of funny going through the Madame Leota scene Mm -hmm. because every other car in front of us was empty. Yeah, Kelsey actually said, she was like, it's kind of a little creepy in here. It was like, there's no one here. It was like, I've never experienced that before. We'll never experience it again. Mm -hmm. But like, it was just wild. Yeah. It's almost like the way it would be intended to be. Just like, without the constant murmur and camera flashes that you now get on every ride. Like, normally you'd be like, oh, maybe there's a couple cars in between or you're in your own car because we'll divvy up ourselves differently depending you know on whatever but just to be completely alone in the madame leota room and then in the graveyard scene but like you couldn't see anybody else in that scene but in the leota room everybody's facing toward the middle and just to see all empty cars it's so weird yeah yeah they also um they did some updates to haunted mansion so uh, there's the main hallway that you come down that like kind of narrows you down and then you make the right hand turn and that area they redid. So there's some new light fixtures kind of uh, thing, or like new candelabras and yeah. there's some new paintings on the wall. I feel like they did a different type of loading zone for accessibility. Like Yeah, that's what it looked like. It was like an accessibility loading zone. But I don't know how. Yeah. Because they come in another way. Mm-hmm. But it was so cool to see and they put in a new portrait. I'm trying to think of other experiences that we had in the park that were like it felt once in a lifetime because of a weird pandemic that we're experiencing like that experience in haunted mansion i can't think of anything right now how was luigi's it was normal the line was 10 minutes it said 10 minutes and it was 10 minutes which never happens so i guess that's it once in a lifetime (laughs) (laughs) i was getting a pretzel at the time not from the new goofy place but from the not from Pim's test kitchen. That's the new goofy place. Mm-hmm. Alex posted that picture with a the tiny pretzel. <laughs> yeah, with a regular that was fun. hard pretzel. We went into that weird stage 17 store through that back entrance. Oh, I have to say I'm not really impressed with any Avengers no. merch. I mean, Mickey was just hanging out at Main Street Station. I loved that. I actually really loved that because, I mean, I know a lot of people want to take pictures with, but I normally don't care. Mm-hmm. And so having Mickey posted up waving at everybody, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. so they had, so in California Adventure, um, around the fountain that's in front of Carthay, they had two platforms, like one facing uh, uh, whatever the land is. The Soren Land. Grizzly Peak. Oh, yeah, Grizzly Peak. So there's one platform around the fountain facing Grizzly Peak. And then there was another platform on the other side facing Carthay and Hollywood Land. And so then they were they were separated from the people taking pictures with them by that planter. And then there was like a stanchion. So you could still wait in line to, quote unquote, take a picture with a character. But you were like 10 feet in front of them. And, and I thought that was really nice because... You know, the the line moved along, you know, because they wanted you to stay space. They wanted you to, you know, do something fun. But you couldn't do the normal, like, Goofy, I want Christmas pants for my birthday. Or whatever kids tell their favorite character. Yeah. Kat and I were also talking about, again, Main Street Station. Yeah. Did you hear what he said? Yes. I want Christmas pants for my birthday. Steven (laughs) improvising is always touch and go. So, the, so then on Main Street, they were up by the train station, on the stairs to the train station, waving. And waving down. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. Kind of like they did when the uh, when the Disneyland band plays. They go up there and dance around. Kat, you look like you had a big idea. Fantasyland was open until a park closed. That was cool. Oh, yeah, because it normally closes because of the fireworks. Yeah, that was cool. So we got to ride um, the new Snow White. 
which was wildly different than I thought it was going to be. But there was also a lot of scenes that were the same. I expected it to be a complete overhaul, but I think they did a good job doing kind of like the Alice in Wonderland thing where they left scenes and they Mm. um, added. They they were additive and tweaky. They weren't like, let's tear it down and start fresh. It's funny because I went in with opposite expectations. I was like, oh, I think they're just going to change the end scene, which looks like the evil witch is killing all the dwarves. And I also thought that they were going to change the mind scene because I had seen pictures of Dopey with the... I always get in his mind. worried these days when they're refurbing a ride or like redoing a mm-hmm. ride because I'm worried they're going to make it... All projection. Well, that and you know how in World they have a lot of animatronics with computer faces? No, but okay. The, like the eyes... A lot of rides these days have computer eyes. Gross. Oh, yeah, like uh, Radiator Spring Tracers. Yeah. But I think they do that pretty well. well but I feel like um, there are some rides that are newer in other lands that they overuse that mm, technology. Yeah, that's true. And I'm always worried they're going to, like, do that. Yeah. I think they did a good job. I think they did a great job. But I wasn't expecting anything, and then they changed way more than I thought they were going to change. I didn't know anything about it yeah because i was I, like they're doing this right different i watched all the videos that disney posted i i read all of the articles and i had no idea what they were doing yeah me either they were just they the, they talk they say such vague things and I don't know if like it's what in, are you doing i mean is it intentional so that it's not a spoiler or are they just bad like the the pr department at disney is bad at telling stories i think they make the videos like a little bit before they're finished oh so they don't want to overpromise on anything <laughs> in case they can't follow through with something. Because that's what they're also doing with the new Jungle Cruise ride, where they're like, we've reimagined scenes. And I'm yes. like, to for what? To do what? And they and just show like one animatronic over yeah. and over again. And they're like, look at this elephant. And I'm like, more? And they're like, Mm-mm, don't have more. So new Snow White was good. I think they, they took out a little bit of story, which felt a little weird. It felt faster somehow no, like it didn't, didn't make as much sense we were talking about this i don't think they took out story i think they put story somewhere else so they put a lot of story leading up to the ride that's, oh, that's so right. there's there's the story the quote-unquote storybook that you see at the beginning of the movie they have that interspersed a few different times in the line and so you actually have to pay attention that has the story on it think about how that ride used to be and the fact that there was no story to that ride it was just well, it was Snow White's in the house, and then the evil queen for the entire rest of the ride. Yeah, that was cool as hell. It was cool as hell. Don't get me wrong. Um, the other talking about story, the other ride that I felt the story got really disrupted was Rise of Resistance. Oh yeah. If if it was my first time riding that, I'd be like, why am I here doing this? Because they take out a scene at the beginning that kind of explains. It's like a waiting room. But it is an active scene that explains why you're doing what you're doing and why you are where you are. They skip that because you have to stand in a room with a bunch of people. For like five minutes. For a while. And it's kind of a small room. And I think they wanted to move more people than they could if they did that. Because they'd have to do like two parties in that room. And that would really slow everything down. And so they skip that part. And they move on just to another big scene. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, and I can imagine getting on that part and be like, what? Why am I on this thing? Mm-hmm. Where am I going? Who are these people? Who's that guy? Yeah. Yeah. So if you are going down and you haven't been on Rise of Resistance, like maybe ride the ride and then watch a ride through. <laughs> to understand the part that you missed. To kind of give context of why you were doing what you're doing. You're still going to have a great time because it's the coolest ride yeah. so, on the and, entire planet. And, like, and, and also, I mean, because uh, leading into that initial room where you get that intro to the story, you're also in a uh, queue inside. And the first time we wrote it, it was like Indiana Jones queue for us. It was, you know, they did a great job building out this queue. And there's a lot of you know, cool stuff in, you know, on the walls and on the floor and on the ceiling and in lockers and things. And so missing all of that, uh, you know, maybe isn't a story portion of it, but it's part of the enjoyment of the ride. And, and, uh, and we, we didn't, we didn't ride the other star Wars. 
Smugglers Run. Yeah, we didn't ride Smugglers Run this time, so we don't know what the queue looks Dude, like. We for should that, have but. done Smugglers because we could have gotten our own buggy ship. We could have been pilots, so we could have finally been pilots. We were too worried to be pirates. Pilots. <laughs> Pirate we were too nervous to be pilots the first two times we wrote it. So because we, Kat was afraid of being judged. Well, well yeah. We just want to like I not do. have to think about it. Yeah. So on the ride smugglers run, it's kind of like Star Tours, but you're in charge of the ship. And you're on it with, it's six people. And so you're on it with other people and everybody has a job. And there's the pilots, the engineers, and the shooters, two of each. And Kat and I have gotten pilots just once, I think. Twice? Oh, you mean we got it once. Yeah. And then we trade. Yeah. Because everybody else wants to be the pilot you're driving this ship. You but Kat, trade with who? We traded just with random two other people. people. We were like, do you guys want to be pilots? I just take our oh. little things. I'm like, does anybody else want to be pilots? Oh, and everybody else is like, yes, I <laughs> want to be a pilot. And I'm like, great. Kat and I want to be engineers because you just push a button. We did that the first time we wrote it. We got oh. pilots the first time. And it oh. was like... When you had to get a reservation to be in the land, yeah. and everybody would have been so stoked. And we were like, oh, no. We were like, that's too much pressure. I just want to press the button. So I didn't know. Kat and I are, like, flawless at engineer. Oh, yeah. I don't want to brag, but we what? should be paid to How be are you fl- I don't know to push buttons. I'm really good at it. To push have, the uh, that's another thing. I've watched all the YouTube videos. I'm like, what am I doing? I don't understand. You hit the thing that lights up. It lights up and you push the button. I don't know if I did a good job, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, it was a year ago, but I, I'm... I'm I, sure you I, sucked. I, yeah. Aw. <laughs> I'm joking. I think the only thing that really matters is the pilots. Yeah, honest. can I just... Because they're the ones that, that run into everything and drop the whatever. Yeah, we just have to, like, push a button to magnetize something to get a load of something. I have no idea what happens in that ride. I know that. You have to pay too much attention to actually enjoy the ride. I remember one time I was sitting behind you, and you kept missing some buttons. <laughs> so I was pressing my buttons and the ones that you were missing. Oh, <laughs> because I, I was trying to once. because I was trying to watch what was going on in the ride. Probably yeah. I've done that once or twice, but it, the person in front of me I didn't know. I remember the first time we went. Yeah, the pilots hit hyperspace or whatever. They went into yeah. We went into we went into hyperspeed, and Kelsey and I like. We were yelling. We were so excited, and no one else did. Yeah, Kat. So we go into hyperspeed, and Kat and I are like, yeah! <laughs> Everyone else was silent. Yeah, why were you excited? Because we were going to hyperspeed. cool as hell. What are you talking about? I don't know. God, losers. Yeah. See, this one time we should have gotten our own thing. If we had been pilot, if we had been pilots when they had given us the pilot thing, then we would have hit hyperspeed and been like, yeah! Next time we run smugglers, and we get pilots we're gonna keep it and we're not we're gonna hype up our entire ship Mm. yeah 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 that's gonna be us Uh, sounds thrilling i'm gonna have a sip of your water all right i i just wanted to touch on like food a little bit uh we they they weren't everything wasn't at 100 percent. we noticed that at carthay and they talked about how you know the menu's super small we noticed that at craftsman again the menu is super small they were out of yeah stuff I think that was because of the churro. Um, oh, that's furniture. true. That was a churro dessert thing. So I, I don't it know. It was what, a limited menu yeah. on a lot of things, but I think that's because they're not operating all parts of the kitchen because they yeah. don't have full staffing right now. And so I don't know how that will ramp back up. And and also even like the snack things, uh, lines for churros were obviously long, um, but we walked by the snack stand in Frontierland, and oh that line went almost to the Star Wars Land entrance. Yes, yeah. the chimichanga like, line was off the rails that was insane i couldn't believe that i thought it was for something special like a souvenir sipper but it wasn't it's just people getting water and pickles so you know think about that too and i think uh uh, i think the same thing that we always say is like you know we don't wait in lines or whatever you know there's there's another place around the corner just go to the next one just like plan a couple hours ahead like be on your disneyland app and check out what the mobile order situation is. You're waiting in line. Check out the app and see, like, hey, what's two hours down the line? What's one hour down the line? What are you going to want at 6 o'clock at night? Just put those orders in so you don't have to think about it. Um, it's kind of like how I imagine maybe being in Disney World is, where you really have to plan. Like, people have to, like, strategically plan, which it's not what we did, but it's just a little bit closer to that. So you do have to pay a little bit more attention than you normally would. And don't wait until, like, you're falling over from dehydration to decide to get a bottle of water. Wherever you are, like, 
get a bottle of water. Or at least scope it out. You know, realize, like, yes, the popcorn line is long, but the line is not so long. I can go over there. There's bottle fillers, too, but I would say with every mobile order, toss in a bottle of water because you're you're just going to be so thirsty. I think for it still being such a weird time to go, it was still really magical. Yeah. And I don't, like... It's hard for us because we do Disneyland different than a lot of people do it. We do it to be there. We do it for the food. We do it for the shows. We're not trying to check off how many rides we can ride. Despite it feeling weird, it didn't... I was worried that it was going to feel like Dream Disneyland, where you're, like, in your dreams and you're visiting Disneyland and it's really different and weird and, like, Space Mountain's in a different spot and, like, uh, rides are creepy. Winnie the Pooh doesn't exist or something. It didn't feel like that. It felt surreal just because also at the beginning of this pandemic we had no idea how long this was going to be and we had no idea how long we were going to be away and we anticipated being away for years and so just being there again felt crazy to me yeah it felt weird to me because it felt like so much time had passed and also no time had passed. Being on when being on anything, being on Winnie the Pooh, being on Pinocchio, I was like, I feel like I was just here. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I was just here. And at the same time, I'm like, it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for you all to go. If you've gone, we want to know what it was like for you. But I'm I'm so excited we broke that initial seal i guess Mm -hmm. and that the anticipation is over you know i I think that you uh, like a lot of other stuff you worry about it more than it actually ends up being a problem yeah and we were worried about a lot of things that i think that we didn't have to deal with and and that was nice you know but if if you are planning a trip you know don't overthink it too much because once you get there and you're there for half an hour you realize it's it's all okay, and You'll they and they've out. thought about it a lot. Uh, you know, more seating and all that kind of stuff, so you have places to eat. And yeah. Well, thanks for listening. We're everywhere. We're on TikTok now, boy. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. It's Lost Weekenders everywhere. You can find all of those links at LostWeekenders.com along with our shop. We have a book club. That's on Instagram. I don't know. We got a lot of stuff going on. So join us and tell your friends. So join us and tell your friends. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.